0: Thank you for listening to the Life Church podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Let's go to our scripture Ephesians 2, 1 and 10. Now, now Pastor Dean, I am not that kind of preacher. I'm going to let you do that. Because I'm already sweating. I don't like it. So you're going, you know, you, because I seen you. I'm like, praise God. But everybody has a place. And you need to be in yours. Because the body's not complete without you. <laughs> I don't care how cute we look and what we do and how we act. We're still not complete until every one of you that are out of position, get in position. Y'all holding us up. Oh, wait a minute. It just hit me. Did that just hit y'all? Look at somebody say, you, are you holding me up? Wait, look at the other person say, no, for real, are you holding... you looking at me, I'm looking at you. Are you holding me up? I can look at both of y'all at the same time. Ain't that awesome? Y'all holding me up. He y'all to come on and be somebody in Jesus. <laughs> Woo, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins... You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. Look at somebody dead in the face and say, oh, you got a testimony. Mm -hmm. You were living in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the power of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. But all of us, somebody say all of us, all of us. used to live that way. <laughs> Woo! We used to live that way. What'd you say, Pastor Patty? We used to live that way. All of us. There's not a person in this room. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you had to have a crazy story, but you needed the blood. What? All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. You know, the people you look at who are on the street. Who in the club? But God is so rich (laughs) in mercy. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, Paul said we were all dead. How many know dead is dead? That's why you can't look at someone else and say, oh no, she was, you really out there. <laughs> oh, oh no, she really, oh no, mm-mm. girl, have you heard? Wish? Girl, she used to be. <laughs> the Bible says, though we were all dead, dead, dead is dead. <laughs> there <you> go, my... <laughs> I'm getting ready to help some of y'all tonight. We were all dead, not a little dead. Not, we was all a lot of dead. And he said, he gave us life when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. God can, God So God can point us in all future ages as examples Of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done, in all he has done for us who are united with Christ. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you cannot take credit for this, for it is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things. (laughs) Some of y'all think it's because y'all so good salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so none of us can boast about it for we are God's masterpiece he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us to do long ago everyone has a story Everyone. Everybody's story is different, but everybody has a story. And in the scripture, Paul is telling the believers at the church of Ephesus to remember the old person that was now dead. Paul was taking them back in order to push them forward. That they might understand the love of God. In order to fully know and understand and appreciate how great the love is, you have to first remember just how much love you needed and how much love it took to love you greatly. (laughs) Oh, in order. Let me me say it again. In order to fully know and understand and appreciate how great the love is, you first have to remember just how much love was needed to love you greatly. Paul is telling the people, sometimes you have to have a memorial service. Anybody know what a memorial service is? A memorial service is a a service that serves to remember a person or an event. Now, I know people tell you don't look back, you know, and and you shouldn't look back if you want to go back. But sometimes you got to look back in order to understand where you are and to know that you don't want to go back. Paul was trying to get them to remember just what type of people that they were, lest they get arrogant. Lest they look, get arrogant and start looking down on others. He said, What I want you to do right now is I want you to have a memorial service. You know what we do in memorial services? We put up pictures, we tell the stories, and all the memories of the person. Paul was telling them to have a memorial service, you know, and it's biblical is biblical because in Deuteronomy 16:1 through 8 the Lord told the children of Israel to celebrate in a certain month because it was the month that he brought them out of Egypt Then Over in Joshua 4, 1 and 7, he told them, he said, I want you to take stones and I want you to put it onto your shoulder. And I want you to walk out into the midst of the Jordan. And when you get out into the midst of the Jordan, I want you to go on through. But when the kids ask you later, what did the stones mean? I want you to tell them as a memorial, this is what the Lord did for us. Because sometimes you have to have a memorial service. I want to take y'all through a memorial service. I want to take y'all through a memorial service of a a woman I used to be. See, it was, if you're with me, this was the little girl. My mama did my hair. Jesus. That's when I needed some extensions, you know. (laughs) Some braiding hair. Make that a little longer. I don't know why she left that one out that right there. I don't, I don't have no idea. That little girl. Yeah. But that little girl was also the little girl who was being raped from the age 7 to the age 14. Her. That little girl. Or, And this girl, girl, this was a little girl who wanted to be something. but really didn't know how to be, but was trying. And this little girl was laying down and doing what she had to do so that those ones around her wouldn't suffer the abuse. That little girl, I'm taking you through a memorial service. Because sometimes you got to go back in order to go forward. Sometimes you got to look back in order to go forward. This little girl grew up and start. That's all she wanted to do was party and smoke crack. That's all she wanted to do. Went from a size 12 to a size four. Smoking crack cocaine, walking around, picking up crack off the ground because it looked like, picking up things that look like so she could smoke. This little girl. And sleeping with whoever would want to. Are y'all ready for this tonight? I'm sorry if there's little kids in the room. Sometimes you got to look. To go forward, this little girl, keep going, this little girl, hurting so badly, do I, do, do I be a man or do I be a woman? This little girl, because I'm tired of the pain, because I don't know what real love is, because I don't know if a man, how a man's supposed to love me. Because my stepfather, who's supposed to be my protector, who's supposed to love me and protect me, this is what he does to me. And so now I don't want to do, have anything to do with any man. And it isn't necessarily, and don't, don't, look, I have a wonderful husband. His name is Pastor Jimmy Church. So please, ladies, I'm not thinking about any of y'all. I just don't even want to go there tonight. So, if the devil tells you that there was something in that hug, he is an absolute liar. <laughs> yeah, because people, people trip. She, she did touch me, did the devil? I crushed that devil. I've been married for 19 good years. I think we're going on 19, 19 good years. And a man of God prayed for me right before I came through the door. So it's all good. Me and my three children and and my six grandchildren. Praise the Lord. Because I ended up having a baby by him. That little girl. That little girl who's sitting in prison. Federal prison. You know, I'm not the one with the bandana. I'm the one in the back. And it's ironic that I would have on what I had on. Because even though I was in all that sin, God was calling me. <laughs> Come on, that little girl. They done brought them tights back, didn't they? Lord Jesus, and what is really. I'm going to tell y'all about them tights. I mean, I ain't jealous, I mean, because I'm okay, I'm all right, I'm but some of y'all need it, mm <laughs> y'all thinking about the people going, mm-hmm, I know them, <laughs> if you got some on tonight, we forgive you, tomorrow, mm-mm. <laughs> tonight you forgive it, tomorrow, you. mm gonna have to be brand new mercies tomorrow, or something because tonight it ain't have no I'm just anyway you can wear what you want to wear because God caught you God you covered I'm just not wearing them especially with a shirt to come to here and I ain't legalistic I'm just real put your clothes on (laughs) praise the Lord And we'll move it. Sometimes you have to have a memorial service. Paul had took them back to the past, not to condemn them, but that they could have a memorial service so that they could see exactly how great the love was. When I was going over the scripture and I kept reading it and I kept reading it. And it's a statement, but it was coming to me as a question. It's a statement But it was coming to me as a question. So I asked you the question tonight. How great is the love? And see, this is a question that only you can answer. Your neighbor can't answer that question. Your pastor can't answer that question. Your spouse can't answer that question. Nobody in this room can answer the question for you about how great God's love is to you. Now technically we know that God's love is great because the wages of sin is death and that man sinned and God prepared a way for man to be forgiven. An animal had to be slain in the old testament and Jesus was the lamb that was led to the slaughter and he was the one that that Um, gave his life for us so that our sins would be covered and he demonstrates God demonstrates his love for us that when we were yet sinners Christ died for us and everybody has a testimony and everybody most everybody knows about Jesus and that Jesus loves them and they got it they got it in the letter. They know it because their grandmama told them. They know it because they got to go to church because the people told them to go to church and, or they read the Bible. And a lot of us read the Bible. We read the Bible. We watch the little Christian stories. But I don't know if we've actually settled it in our heart if we believe it. You know how I know that? Because when we understand just how much of a price Jesus paid for us and how much he really loves us, half of the stuff that we do, we wouldn't. If we truly understood the price that Jesus paid for us and how he loved us, half of the stuff that we do, we wouldn't do. Half of the stuff that we do to our neighbor, we wouldn't do. We wouldn't do it because we would understand that Jesus said, if you've done it to the least of them, you've done it to me. And if you love me, you wouldn't hurt them. I'm just saying, because he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. The two commandments, you love me with all your heart, your mind, your soul, strength. What? And your neighbor as your what? Half of the stuff that we go to counseling for, that we take drugs for, that we smoke for, we drink for, we sex for, we, do, we sell our body for, we go and steal for, half of the stuff we lie for. We wouldn't if we knew how great the love was. Not the Bible story. Y'all with me? See, there's a reason why God wants us to know how great the love is. He said, because he raised us up, seated us in high places. This, this, this blessed me. He did it so he can point. Jesus did all of that to show his love, right? Right. He say, shed his blood. Shed his blood, not just to forgive you of your sins and you go to heaven. But he did it, Ephesians 2, somewhere around 6. It says, God did it so he could point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who is united with Christ. God did it, not just so that you can have a testimony. Jesus didn't die just so that you could have a testimony, but so that you could be one. He didn't die just so you can have one and you can say, well, you know, the Lord, look what the Lord, look what the Lord done did. Oh, he didn't do that. But you know why he did it? Come here. Come here. You got to come on faster. You, I know you got it in you. Come on. Stand up there. He did it so he could say, look at her. Yeah. Come on, right? I did. He, he, he said, he, he'll, he'll go. He said, look at her. Look, look. I did that. I can say, oh, no, 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 look at her, look at her, look at her. one who they said wasn't gonna be nothing look at her this little crackhead girl this little crackhead girl that nobody thought was gonna be anything God said look at her My God, he said, look at her. I'm rich in mercy. I'm rich in grace. I'm rich in love. I got so much power. <laughs> he did it so he could show off not just so he can make you a testimony. I mean, make, you know, you have a little testimony. The Lord saved me. He blessed me. He gave me some money. No, he saved you and filled you with the Holy Ghost. He shed his blood so that you can walk up the demons and you can say, come out in the name of Jesus. I want you to stand up for me. What's your name? Gemma. Everybody stand up and we're going to point our hands at her. (laughs) Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we break all of the assignment of the enemy over her right now. Father, we set her free. We unravel her in the spirit, Lord God. And we thank you for the anointing that you have placed on her life, Lord. We thank you for the places that she will go, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for all that she will do, Father God, for your name, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against her is going to prosper. We thank you, Lord, that even when the enemy tried to stop her, he couldn't. He couldn't because you have been gr- rich in mercy and grace. Yeah. Ready for more. Ready for more. Yeah, you are. We agree all of heaven. heaven. We agree with heaven. We agree with heaven. We agree with heaven. We agree with what heaven says. Come on, right? We agree with heaven. Yes. We've been listening about two, we, we listened to the enemy and what how he says his love is and what he says his love is. But we need to listen to what God says. And God says he loved you with a love that is so great you can't even comprehend it. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. My God. Just stay in that atmosphere. And some of you have, you've heard the story. And you say, yeah, it's a good story. But I don't feel like I'm no no no. I don't feel like I'm loved and I know the story's real but is it real for me see the commandment says to love the Lord your God with all your heart your soul your strength your mind and your neighbor as yourself But that scripture says, as you love yourself and see, you can't help others until you love yourself, till you understand and believe and receive how much God loves you. Then you can level love on that level because love is a gift. Listen, uh, we gotta have God's love because our love taps out. Right. How can you love a man that slept with you, and 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 and, and what you watched your mother uh, him beat on your mother, and you watched him do evil things to your brothers and sisters? How can you love a man like that? A man who purposely broke. Your sister's leg purposely broke it. How can you love somebody like that? He says when you understand how much love when you understand how great the love when you understand what it took for me to love you when you understand how much love it took for me to love you When you understand how much love it took for me to love you When you understand how much love it took for me to love you Then you can love your neighbor (laughs) How great is the love tonight? love did it take (laughs) to love you it's more than a letter and most of us have known the letter most of us have 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 known the Bible But he says, I want you to know my love deeper. Who wants to have a marriage certificate only with no real intimacy? Who wants to be married in the courtroom but not in the bedroom? Who wants to say that they're married, but their boyfriend, I mean, their husband never hold their hand. See, God wants us to know this love more intimately. He says it like this. This is what the scripture says in Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And you may have, and you having been rooted and grounded in love, being fully capable of comprehending with the saints, what is the width, the length, the height, the depth of his love. And to know practically through personal experience, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled up in your being to all the fullness of God. He says that there's a level of love in him that is past knowing. There's a level of love in him that's past what you can figure out. He said, "But there's a love that's a death that can be experienced. It can be experienced. I'm going to get Chris. He says, come up, come on, Chris. You're going to have to follow me. He says, I want you to know, and you can stay right here. I'm going to have you stay right here, Sissy. Come right here. Yeah, stay right here. He says, I want you to know the height, depth, the width. Do you know one of those words that says, I need you to know the magnitude, the extent, just stay there. He says, I'm going to start measuring my love. I'm going to measure my love. You know, yeah, just just do it. Just do it. That's what he wants. He wants you to know this is how much. You see, he says, you know, the love I need you to have, I need you to experience it. I need you to experience it so that when this election tries to get you to hate, I need you to know just how much you feel that love. He said, I want you to know the love so much that you realize that it never runs out. And no matter how, y'all can help me pull that back, pull that. No matter how you try to get away from it. (laughs) Look at that. That thing is just... Look at it, it's tangling up. You want to know this love? Come on. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Look at it, Connie. You tangled up, sis. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. He said, I need you to know this love because those homeless people, I need you to be filled up so they'll know. I need you to be filled up. I need you to know how much I love you. So you can pour it out. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to LifeChurchofcolumbia.org.